Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This episode is titled Esau Pawns His Birthright for a Bowl of Soup and will be focused on a study of Genesis chapter 25. We'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the word that we have before us this afternoon. Lord, speak to us and may we learn of your words of truth and apply them to our lives today. For you said your word is the same and you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. May your name be blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Genesis chapter 25. Chapter 25 Then again Abraham took a wife, and her name was Keturah. And she bare him Zimran, and Jokshan, and Medan, and Midian, and Ishbak, and Shua. And Jokshan begat Sheba and Dedan, and the sons of Dedan were Asherim, and Latushim, and Leamim, and the sons of Midian, Ephah, and Ephur, and Hanuk, and Abida, and Eldea. All these were the children of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. But unto the sons of the concubines which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts, and sent them away from Isaac his son, while he yet lived, eastward unto the east country. And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life which he lived, an hundred threescore and fifteen years. Then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar, the Hittite, which is before Mamre, the field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heth. There was Abraham buried and Sarah his wife. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt by the well Lahiroi. Now these are the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's handmaid, bare unto Abraham. And these are the names of the sons of Ishmael by their names, according to their generations. The firstborn of Ishmael, Nebajoth, and Kedar, and Abiel, and Mibzam, and Mishma, and Duma, and Masa, Hadar, and Tima. Jetur, Naphish, and Kedema. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their towns and by their castles, twelve princes according to their nations. And these are the years of the life of Ishmael, an hundred and thirty and seven years. And he gave up the ghost and died, and was gathered unto his people. And they dwelt from Havilah unto Shur, that is, before Egypt, as thou goest toward Assyria. And he died in the presence of all his brethren. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel the Syrian of Padan Aram, the sister to Laban the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah his wife conceived. And the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb, 
and the first came out red all over like an hairy garment and they called his name Esau and after that came his brother out and his hand took hold on Esau's heel and his name was called Jacob and Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them and the boys grew and Esau was a cunning hunter a man of the field and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents and Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison but Rebekah loved Jacob and Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Up next, we shall listen to a message titled, Hearing, Receiving, and Acting. This was preached in 1960 on June the 7th by Reverend William Branham. I trust you find it a blessing. We'll begin at paragraph 8 up to paragraph 17. The world today is being gripped by two great forces. Two great religious forces that is soon coming to a head or a showdown. It's well represented in our scripture reading tonight of the two sons of Isaac, Esau and Jacob. And when they represent both these forces, and they both come from the same father and same mother, the Holy One that was foreordained of God, Isaac, and was told by God to his father 25 years before he was born he'd had this child by a separated and consecrated mother Rebecca a virgin and these two sons was in the same womb they came to the world fussing and fighting at war with each other They've been at war with each other ever since and will be to the end time. And the world is seriously gripped tonight in these forces. Now, the remarks that I have to say in some scriptures I have written here and so forth, I want everyone to know that when sometimes I refer to a condition of church, or a denominational or something. Many times my brethren mistake me when I say that. I'm not referring to spirit-filled man who stand as shepherds and feed the flock of God. It's ordained by the Holy Ghost to do so. I'm talking about carnal believers who try to take the place of these men. And we find out that Esau truly represented the carnal believer. He was an earthly man. 
and was of the earth and was very religious inclined. He had his religion just like the world has today. Most all people that you talk to, they got a religion of some sort. Whether they attend their church or not, but they maybe once a year or the women like to go on Easter to show their new bonnet and the men like to go once in a while when they're having something going on that'll entertain. And they was at a baby sprinkled and names put on the book of the church and they are property of the church. I never could go for that. We Man is not property of the church, neither is man property of the state. Man is property of God. Sons and daughters of God, we belong to him because we are bought with a price. And what a precious price, the Son of God. But he saw well represented that group of being religious and I'm just as good as the next one and my religion's as good as yours and I'm well satisfied. But Jacob, his twin brother, by election, which was by predestination, by foreknowledge, came into the world and was a spiritual man. To represent the spiritual people. And he was, had spiritual discernment of what was right and what was wrong. And if you will understand that the entire church of the living God is built upon the revelation of Jesus Christ, how did Abel offer unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain if it had not been revealed to him what the sacrifice was required, what sacrifice was required, rather. When the disciples were asked, who do you say I, the Son of Man, am? Peter, without hesitation, burst forth like a man speaking in tongues, said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You never learn this through any intellectual educational program. But my Father which is in heaven has revealed this to you. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock, not upon Peter, not upon himself, but upon the spiritual revelation of who he was. Upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell can't prevail against it. Showed they would be against it, but it'll never prevail. So the church will, spiritual church will move right on into eternity just as sure as there's a God that ordained it to be there. So what a satisfaction it gives us then to know that when you're born of the Spirit of God, you are sons and daughters of God. Now, this Jacob, it meant so much to him, but the birthright meant nothing to Esau. Frankly, he despised it. And I say this with all reverence, his children still does. It's right. He despises it. 
What do I, what do I have to do that for? Why should I receive the Holy Ghost? I'm as good as you are. My religion is as good as yours. Why should I go through all of that there? I'm just as good as you are. I go to church. I got my name on the book. I'm just, I'm so-and-so. That's what you are. But what are you in the sight of God? You got to be born again, spiritually minded. So it doesn't mean anything to Esau. He despised it. And the carnal believer today still despises that birthright. And the birthright is the Holy Spirit. We, are, we know that. And the carnal believer despises that. Oh, I said, them days are past. There's no such a thing as receiving the Holy Ghost anymore. That was in back in the apostles' time. I heard a great man say one time in a fine church. He said Pentecost was only the scaffold work. To the building. And he said, then after the building is made, well, I said, they don't need the scaffold anymore. So at the end of the service, I've come around to shake hands with this great man. I said, I want to compliment you on your message this morning, doctor. I said, I agree with you that Pentecost was a scaffold work. And as long as we're building on it, we still have to have the scaffold. That's right. The scaffold's the last thing to take down. <laughs> Till you put the, the end of the spire up on the top, tip top, you still have to have the scaffold. I'm glad tonight to be working on the building, standing on the scaffold then, aren't you? Now, we find that this birthright meant everything to Jacob. Now, he didn't care for nothing else but that birthright. He didn't care what it cost him. If it was a mess of pottage, he was glad to give it back to Esau. And so is it with any man or woman that has been ordained to eternal life, that God has called to eternal life, is willing to sell out anything, anything of the world to obtain that birthright. You can call them anything you want to. You can tell them they've lost their mind, gone off on the deep end, bunch of holy rollers. I don't care what you call them. They're seeking for that birthright, and that means more than anything else. They're after that birthright. No matter how they have to get it, they're ready to get it. A carnal mind wants God to bring the birthright down to their level. But for me, and I believe all true-born Christians, we meet it on God's level. I don't care what I have to do or what I have to say, how I have to act, the only thing I want it. That means more than my popularity. That means more than my job. It means more than my mother. It means more than my wife, more than my children, more than every friend of God. Let me have that birthright. I don't care what I have to pay. I want to meet God on His requirement. Whatever He requires, if it's fall in the dust, if it's speak with tongues, if it's run through the building and act like a maniac or stand on my head, I don't care what it is, just so I get it. That's the main thing. That's the spiritual-minded people. They want the birthright. Regardless. 
They want it. And as soon as they get it, it sets up the same reaction there was in that family. Finally, it'll come to a place till it'll come a separation. A man will have to obtain, if he obtains his birthright, he'll have to separate himself from the world, just as Jacob had to. My, sometimes it means walk alone. But if you really are sincere and you really receive the birthright, you don't care to walk alone. If the neighbors won't invite you anymore over to dinner, if nobody will have anything to do with you, what difference does it make to you? As long as you've got the birthright, that's the main achievement of your life. As long as I'm born of the Holy Spirit, what difference does it make? As long as I'm on my road to heaven, what difference does it make? What the people say, as long as we're walking in the Spirit, and all that's born of the Spirit of God are led by the Spirit of God. Sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God, always. Walking in the beautiful light of holiness, cleanliness. But Esau, that birthright, he was carnal, like the world, so it didn't make any difference to him. He thought he was religious, and his papa and mama was religious, and that was good enough for him. So we find out that in every revival that's ever been born in the world, it produces twins. That's right. Every revival has twins. They have a bunch in there that's carnal believers and a bunch of spiritual believers. Every revival produces that. An Esau and Jacob. And as they go along, first thing you know, the carnal begins to think, well, these guys are getting off of the deep end. I better separate myself from them. They go back to the intellectual part. They want a pastor that'll uh, speak to them uh, of pleasant things. They don't want that spirit-filled pastor that'll obey the Holy Spirit from the platform just preach the word just like it is. Amen. As John said, lay the axe to the root of the tree and let the chips fall where it will. Most of churches today will vote that out of their pulpit. Amen. That's right. It'll come a separation. Always does that. It did it in the Methodist age. It did it in the Baptist age. It did it in the Pentecostal age. It'll do it in every age. One time, John Wesley... I was reading an article of, on him, and it said that he was coming down a little pathway, and he was kind of a protesting the Anglican church, all their sin, and the things that they had, was doing, and they called him a, a crazy man. And all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. you be despised and rejected. And if they call the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call his disciples? Amen. And there was one of these officials of the Anglican church, great huge man, saw John coming, and he was a small man. So this big fellow just locked himself right in the way. Mr. Wesley walked up close to him, and he couldn't get around him. He said, pardon me, sir. Would you step aside so I can go by? This man said, I'll never get out of the way for a fool. 
Mr. Wesley politely tipped his hat, stepped around him and said, I always do. So I think that's just about settles it. He always does. As we get to the end of this episode, we'll close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful word. We pray may you instill it into our hearts and may it grow and nourish our souls and be with us for the rest of the day. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Is it this Melchizedek, this king of Salem? Who is it this Melchizedek, this king of Jerusalem? I am a Gentile. I am a Moabite And I've worshipped foreign gods But I've heard of a land A different civilization And a people who worship the land Oh, tell me of this city Tell me of this land Tell me of this people who worship the Lamb Tell me more Tell me of this earth And its generations For I'm a Moabite Sitting at the threshing floor But yes, I have been quickened My cause He has changed And I'm no longer a stranger But a citizen Of About these dimensions and worlds 
hold out my candidate of this supernatural world. So tell me of this breath and tell me of this wine. Tell me of this body that's broken for me. That's the positive of me. You told me, you told me. I have three bodies, but there is only, there is only, only one of me. You told me, you told me. That's the 